Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You're lucky that uh, your friend was there to help you. No, please, you need to help me. The, the situation is not as it appears. I know all about your situation. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. A lot of women your age suffer from paranoid episodes. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm being held against my will. They've cut the cord on my phone. Maybe a little time away from your telephone would do you good, Mrs. Mitchell. Maybe that's just what you need right now. Yes. That's right, thank you. Could you uh, get me a glass of water before you go? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. How is she? Her delusions will pass. Until then, be sure to keep an eye on her. Don't worry, I'll take good care of her. That's Gaslit. New episodes appearing every Sunday on Stars Play, which I suppose really means Disney. Uh, I assume James no, Dempsey no, joins it, the game. Ah, it's right. not. No, no. It's actually it's, its own streamer, right? Like um, Disney, like Hulu. Yeah, it's all a bit muddled, right? Yeah. Disney Plus has its sort of, we'll say, adult but not that adult yeah. <laughs> section, which is called Star. But Stars Play is its own like app. Separate streaming yes, service. And oh, you can gosh. get it. You can get it through uh, Amazon or Apple TV plus or by itself and I think it's about a fiver a month but you know these all these fivers add up right uh, yes they do right okay well let's see is this fiver <laughs> worth it uh, was that Julia Roberts we heard in that, that clip? was Julia Roberts we heard there and this is based um, if I'm sure many of the listeners will know on the Slow Burn podcast Slow Burn is a series created by Slate where they do over a number of weeks one story really really in depth and it's first season which kind of really kind of garnered it all of this public attention was all about the Watergate scandal and specifically about Martha Mitchell who is played by Julia Roberts here and uh, a TV writer named Robbie Pickering uh, who is not a name I immediately recognise but when I you know dug around and uh, broke into his Watergate I found um, he he's behind Search Party which I absolutely loved oh, and right. much missed that it never came back to Channel 4 here even though multiple other seasons of it were made and Mr. Robot as well which uh, is a show that I liked but never loved and then forgot to watch ever again right? <laughs> um, but but very credibly regarded yeah. and winner of all these big mm. awards right so um whether or not it's worth the fiver, I would hold out and wait till the entire season is done because then you could, you know, you can get off in a week's trial and get this whole thing done, you know, in under the wire for free. But I will say it is a very, very, very promising start for uh, a very intriguing and interesting story. And my knowledge of the Watergate scandal, you know, is not very, very deep beyond, I guess, deep throat, right? That's that. Mm-hmm. And and the, link, yeah. and the, the two uh, Washington Post journalists, etc. Right. But there's this whole separate story about Martha Mitchell, who was the wife of the attorney general. And in this sort of uh, preamble, we get she's the mouth from the South. She's this famous conservative that uh, uh, was a bit of a public figure and kind of a, you know, like an annoying sort of deliberately annoying uh, thorn in the side of the Nixon administration despite being married to you know a, a high powered Republican uh, Republican uh, politician in, in his own right or or cabinet member or whatever mm. the Attorney General is and she um 
she's no way involved in Watergate and I won't even go into how you know what she knows but she ultimately is able to figure out some stuff and in order to prevent her from revealing this because she's constantly revealing things you know and mm. that's very well established how well she gets on with journalists how kind of loose-lipped she is she essentially gets kidnapped and held against her will and uh, despite you know and we heard the clip there her trying to get a message out to her doctor or to the doctor that comes to visit her and it, this is uh, it was so well established that there actually is a, a, a recognised term in you know called the, Mar- the Martha Mitchell effect which is whereby doctors or physicians or clinicians or f- physiotherapists or whatever deliberately <laughs> uh, you know try to uh, make a patient believe what they think is false uh, what they think is real is false despite it being real so she has given you know her name to this real thing and it's a very like it's like a sumptuously made drama right even though stars play here is like this very very minor player it is a big channel in the US it it you know it it produces lots of other shows i reviewed one a few weeks ago with Courtney Cox called Shining Vale with Mira Savina didn't like it at all but this is really really excellent like it it's First of all, it's my favorite kind of kind of like period drama where it's it's kind of silly and camp and in parts and tongue in cheek in parts, and then it really shocks you with how kind of serious or or dramatic it can be, and when it turns on like a sixpence kind of thing. And what I other than that, like the the quality of everyone in it. I mean, right, it's Julia Roberts playing Martha, but you also have Sean Penn playing her husband. Uh, Dan Stevens is this. Uh, well, they're all various people in the Watergate scandal, but so I'm not going to go through who yeah. who did what. Well, that's a hell of a cast. Uh, yes. Uh, And then everyone else are character actors that you may not know by name, but you certainly will recognise. I'll give particular mention to um, Shea Wiggum, uh, Betty Gilpin, Alison Tolman and Chris Messina. But like the list of of cast could have gone on for, you know, 15 to 20 people because it is just full of all of these character actors. So it is... It is a character actor drama, right? Mm, So everyone is really good in it. Everyone is silly or funny or dark or dramatic. And all in all, you know, a very promising opening three, I think of eight uh, full hours, but I'm looking forward to the following five. Right, okay. And and it's called Gaslit because are they trying to co- convince her that what she's experiencing isn't real? Exactly, yeah. yes. So that's where that comes from. And um, and, and certainly, uh, like, even there's a really interesting part in the second uh, in the second episode, which, I, and I presume it's true, I'm sure it was reported on Slow Burn, which I have not listened to. But uh, in the second episode, there's this whole thread involving this new security guard who was in the Watergate complex on his first night uh-huh. and essentially uncovered the break-in while it was going on mm. purely kind of uh, well, through I guess good security guard skills, but also a little bit of luck as well, and bad luck on behalf of the you know on the, of the breaker inners. But uh, all in all, it's just yeah, like really, really well made, well thought through, and lovely to look at. So a good hour's worth of TV and 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 a story probably people because y- you say Watergate and you go, well, that's been done to death kind yeah. of in a way and from various <laughs> points of view. But this is a very uh, not very visited aspect and certainly that. a fresh one for me right yeah. I mean like all I would have known were the basic broad strokes of this or or what might have appeared in Reeling in the Years 1972 yeah. uh, in a 30 second clip and this for me is like very well made and and revealing a new side of the story absolutely mm. and, and pushing new characters to the forefront of it like to put it this way you know three episodes in we haven't seen Nixon at all and I almost feel like we're not going to see him in the entire run of the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, now the, the it's a good cast as you say 
Weren't there other people connected to it and they pulled out? Yeah, so originally this was due to Star uh, Army Hammer um, and also Joel Edgerton, who is this Australian actor and director, uh, probably best known, I guess, for Loving that he was in mm. with Ruth Negga, where he played um, her, her husband, one of the Lovings. And... Um, well, he and his brother, actually, who's also a kind of screenwriter, this is Edgerton, his brother was also supposed to direct, I think, a number of the episodes and write them. They left for creative differences, but Army Hammer left when, <laughs> when his career imploded about oh, yeah, a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't managed to sort of uh, come back. But it's funny, while before you start this, they play a trailer for a new show that's coming out with them, which is, I think, called Tokyo Vice, uh, which has Ansel Elgort, who also had a sort of career uh, falling apart about mm. a year ago, but he sort of has managed to, well, at least find a space on Stars Play anyway. OK, all right. Well, <laughs> good to know he's, uh, he's making a few Bob, at least, you know, paying the rent. Uh, Dan wants to know, does James know if there's any news on Westworld season four uh, from HBO? Is there a trailer or a release date? If there is, I haven't heard any of that, right? Yeah. And I, and I like, Westworld is kind of an interesting show in that it had these, for me, a really kind of slow moving first season that picked up at the end a quite good second season and then it's, you know it's a little bit like what I was saying earlier a show that I just stopped watching I stopped watching about three episodes into season three so I haven't like put it this way it I lost my interest so I haven't been keeping up with it I believe there is one to come but I'm yeah. sorry to the listener I can't fill you in uh, yeah right uh, well I suppose a lot of the actors in it are doing a lot of work elsewhere that so is, maybe that's a factor <laughs> that is true uh, in it right our second show is The Staircase new episodes every Sunday on Sky Atlantic and Now TV here's a clip look God willing you won't need any help but sometimes good people get dragged into situations that turn out bad okay so how much is it going to cost <clears throat> in a case like this you're going to need jury consultants blood analysts between four and five hundred k half a million bucks no, i got five kids to worry about no, so the three still in college good defense isn't cheap i shouldn't need a defense i shouldn't even be here does kathleen have life insurance savings yes so when it comes to staying out of prison anything's up for grabs right yeah that's uh, the staircase does this suffer James from the difficulty of now you will tell us what it is in a second but like Anyone can Google this to, to find out what happens in the end. Not only can anyone Google this, when I was reading the Wikipedia of the case, which is obviously the first port of call for any sort of research, <laughs> basically they, in the, you know, on Wikipedia they have in other media or that you know they mention mm. the media credits and I think there was at least five podcasts mentioned and 13 to 15 off the top of my head TV shows yeah, about yeah. this. So um, if you have never heard of this story, congratulations. Because yeah. right? that would be an achievement in and of itself. But it is about, I guess, uh, the death of Kathleen Peterson in 2001 in Durham, North Carolina, where her husband, Michael Peterson, uh, found her at the bottom of the staircase in the most horrific, you know, fashion. And I guess this is something where, you know, it, it does differ from the TV show, TV documentary of the same name in that you get to see, you know, Kathleen yeah. at the bottom of the stairs played by Tony Collette uh, in real brutal kind of fashion, right? And this is a dramatisation that of what happened thereafter, which is Michael rings the, nine, you know, rings 911, the police come, he soon gets arrested and then due to 
mounting legal costs agrees to be the subject of a documentary by a pair of French document documentary filmmakers about sort of legal trials in general. And the original show of that, I think, came out in about 2003 and was The Staircase and was somewhat of a precursor to this kind of recent wave of, of you know, of true crime mm. storytelling. And uh, I get, like now I'm sort of worrying about how much spoiler territory yeah. one can wade into here. And, but, but I think, I suppose, apparently, Michael Peterson was a very well-known novelist. Agreed, and, and, yes. And, and so it was, and I, I don't think it's a spoiler like that they arrested him because there was some batshit theory that she fell down the stairs and was attacked by bats or something. That, so, that... There were a number of theories, but one other thing that happened was sort of, I think, like 10, 15 years before that, when the Petersons were living in Germany, their next door neighbour also died at the bottom of a staircase and Michael uh, adopted the children, which certainly was okay. a bit unusual, shall we <laughs> yeah. say. And then there's a bizarre theory later on involving owls. And I, I won't go into what <laughs> happened, but essentially um, this, is, this comes from a director named Antonio Campos. And he's an American director, but he is... He's got a few kind of titles that would be reasonably well known. He was a producer on Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, but his biggest hits are Christine, which has a Rebecca Hall in it, which is about the, another true story about a newsreader who took her own life live on air and uh, The Devil All the Time with Robert Pattinson and uh, Spider-Man, whose name has now just immediately gone out of my head. <laughs> and this has been a real labour of love for him. He ha- He said in interviews he's been working on bringing The Staircase as a dramatised version to the screen since 2008. And while, the you know, uh, while well, anyone who is unaware of the documentary may not know that, although the original run of, I think, eight episodes ran in about 2004, don't quote me on that, uh, recently, a few years ago, Netflix released brand new episodes of the story. So there has been an update mm. even beyond what happened at the end of that documentary. And I won't go into that because I do think it'll venture into somewhat spoiler territory. What I really liked about this is, again, it's a really high pedigree drama, right? The cast is absolutely fantastic. Colin Firth, Tony Collette, Michael Stuhlbarg, uh, Parker Posey, Juliette Binoche. I will even say <laughs> Arnie's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, who I've seen in a couple of things and he's I've always thought he was really wooden, is excellent as Todd Peterson, one of the sons in the mm. family, and is really, like, you can't take your eyes off him almost in the first episode of the show. And... They are taking this, you know, they're taking not only a well-known story, but even, let's say, kind of the tropes of true crime stories and expanding them out in very, very interesting ways. So the plot line is kind of somewhat Byzantine in that, like, the timeline is all over the place. You know, there'll be moments in some of the episodes where Michael will walk through a room in the house and then suddenly Kathleen will appear in the background and they'll have shifted time back four months before the before before the staircase incident. Or, you know, uh, or, or and then and then she'll move out of frame and he'll mm. be back in walking around with the documentar- documentarian. So there's always this constantly moving thing going on. And then what I also especially like about it is, I mean, who doesn't like Tony Collette? It actually, I just, yeah. I rewatched uh, Muriel's Wedding a couple of weeks ago over the bank holiday weekend. And like, it is just so good. And she is so good and so likable. And often in stories like this, you know, which and true crime a huge criticism of true crime in general is that the victims are usually women who die in these very violent ways. And you get a real sense of who Kathleen is and certainly the relationship that she and Colin Firth portray with each other 
is interesting and annoying and and romantic and sexy in its own right. So they they make a great pair. Originally, Harrison Ford was supposed to be playing the Peterson role. And I don't know why he dropped out or why they replaced him with Colin Firth, but Colin Firth is a much better fit because when ah. I think of when I think of Harrison Ford, I don't think of him as a character actor. I just think of him as Harrison Ford. Yeah, but when, when I think of uh, um, Colin Firth, it's emotionally constipated Englishman, uh, 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 you know, Darcy yeah. kind of. Uh, <laughs> well, true, yes, and 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 Michael Peterson is. An unusual character. If anyone has seen, um, if, if you've seen The Staircase, he's he's eccentric, shall we yeah, say, right? Yeah. And and Colin Firth manages to portray that odd eccentricity quite well in the sense that you're never quite sure why he just said that thing he just said, yeah, right? Yeah. But again, beautifully shot, really well thought through, interestingly plotted in terms of tel- retelling this story again. And although I I I don't I didn't rewatch The Staircase when the new version came out. I do know what happened. I'm intrigued to see sort of how they will will go that distance. And for retelling a story that I kind of vaguely already know, they're doing a fine job of it. Okay, fair enough. Right, we'll move on to our third show. <laughs> it is uh, Selling Sunset. Uh, and uh, here's a clip. I don't know why Emma is once again trying to make me look bad and stir the pot and make up lies about me, but it's just really getting old. I spoke to him in person, so, well, I should say over the phone, and he, and I asked him many follow-up questions, and he was very clear about exactly what happened. So I, I would love to hear, you know, Christine's explanation. You know, I, I do believe that there are sides to stories, but at the same time, I don't think it's for debate mm-hmm. that she did this. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken since? Has she had an opportunity to defend herself? Is she still working at the Oppenheim Group? What was, what was the outcome? So we've texted, and we haven't really addressed this situation. How I think is that, that possible? I mean, she hasn't reached out to talk about it. I know that she has uh, some thoughts on it. Where do we stand? I mean, right now, there's not a place for her at the Oppenheim Group. Right, there you go. That's uh, uh, Selling Sunset. This is the catch-up on season five. That's yeah. on, that's on <laughs> so Netflix. This is a thing that they do on American, uh, what are called unstructured reality TV shows, where they have a reunion, right? Mm. So they gather all the players, they sit them down, uh, in on couches and then they <laughs> presumably film them for about five hours while a host prods them. And this model is taken from the Real Housewives franchise. I was an extremely latecomer to any Real Housewives fandom. Uh, last summer I, I took on Beverly Hills, which I heard was the one to go to. And I watched seven seasons in a summer and it's great background TV. And there's, I have to admit, as a latecomer, it was something that I didn't expect I would like. But you know what? Sometimes it's fun to watch women be really mean to each other. <laughs> and uh, with Selling Sunset, it, it, this season has come out at a really good time for Netflix because they're going through a really bad time, right? Mm. They, you know, they've had, they've notably lost many subscribers. Uh, certainly with the advent of Apple TV and other streamers, there's more competition to get the more highbrow shows out there. And it has seemed like Netflix is losing pace somewhat, even though it's probably still far ahead from of everyone else. But Selling Sunset, I think, has been something of a surprise hit for it. So it's, it's from a guy named Adam DeVello, who has a long form of this kind of show. He created The Hills, which was on MTV back when I was like a young man. Uh, he also had The City, which was a follow-up to The Hills. And then I think around 20, uh, then he had this like 10-year gap and he came back with this show called Music City, which was just, again, this kind of structured reality, unstructured reality TV show all about Nashville and wannabe kind of country music stars. And it was a complete and utter flop. 
So when he approached Netflix with this idea of, you know, you know, filming this show around a bunch of really beautiful women working in a real estate agent's office in in Los Angeles, I'm sure they I, I'd say they got a good deal, right? Because he was coming off a flop. Yeah. And it has been a huge hit for Netflix because it really understands the kind of structure of this sort of show very, very well. Like the problem with The Real Housewives is they keep having to invent reasons for these women to have fights, right? Yeah. They, you know, you didn't come to the party <laughs> I organized for unveiling my new like garden pond, yeah. right? <laughs> Whereas here they are selling houses and there's already an inbuilt sense of competition. You know, it, it's, anyway, it, yeah. it's Real Housewives of Glen, Glengarry, Glen Ross. And then the other thing they've done is they have invented the most perfect reality TV villain that I have ever seen, mm. who's this woman named Christine Quinn, who just, you know, to use internet parlance, understands the assignment completely really well, right? <laughs> she walks onto the set of every episode looking like she's walking onto the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, the way she styles herself <laughs> in every episode is remarkable to the point of pantomime. Like, I mean, it's incredible stuff. And this woman has fallen out with every single person in the office. I mean, some uh, some of that, I believe, is, you know, pushed by the producers. Other of it, I think, is produced by her uh, very annoying personality. And we had this reunion to to build on the show's, you know, gaining popularity. And Christine wasn't there. And that is a problem, right? Because now they have sort of created a monster in her in that she is the real driving force behind all everything, everything in the show. Mm. And uh, whether or not, you know, uh, why she didn't show up is unclear. I think she said herself, I think she said she she had COVID. That's why she couldn't go. Nobody believes that. None, None of the people on the cast believe that. No viewer believes that. But they have now sort of dug themselves into a hole because they have centred their entire narrative around this one problematic person. And if she doesn't want to play ball anymore, I don't know where they're going to go. Because the problem with this show is, unlike The Real Housewives where they go off for parties about ponds, the actual selling of houses here, which was a good sort of uh, medium through which to to sort of start the drama, is the selling of houses has gotten quite boring, right? <laughs> because all the houses look absolutely the same. They're all, you know, they're all cost millions of dollars in the Hollywood Hills. But we really don't see the, you know, these real estate agents doing any work. Like yes. They, <laughs> right? they just sort of walk around and then talk amongst themselves and then walk around a bit. And eventually they might bring someone in who has a look and goes yes or no. But like there's no chasing leads. There's no real getting down and dirty in the, in the housing selling game. So instead it is reality TV. And I, like I can't explain this last season... You know, I watched probably three, four episodes in a row because it is it's uh, it is as enjoyable as it is silly, right? Yeah, and it is two. It is both of those to a very high degree. Okay, well, I suppose that you know, doing what it says on the tin. Uh, Brian on Twitter says Stars Play uh, is worth it for a one month binge, as it has Station Eleven. It does, yeah. Uh, Rami series one and two, and uh, which is very, I saw the first series that was very good. Uh, the Great and now Gaslit. Uh, Garrett wants to know now. I don't know if James can answer this. Would you ask the TV guy when Paramount Plus will launch in Ireland? Netflix lost Star Trek Discovery. Would like to see it. Uh, and now the new Star Trek Strange New Worlds is starting. I need to see it as keeping away from spoilers. Not that easy. Mm. I don't think we're going to get Paramount Plus at all. I feel <gasps> like that's something that's going to be stuck in the US. It, if it comes to anywhere, it'll most likely come, you know, it, it'll, either the shows will be diffused amongst all the other streamers yeah. who will buy up the properties 
or it might come as like an inbuilt part of of Sky, like the way uh, Peacock came to Sky because Peacock is NBC's one. But I really, I, my impression, my impression, my understanding is that like we're not getting Paramount Plus ourselves. Really, because I mean, the, the, I, he mentioned that because the, the second bit of the Star Trek Discovery series was due to go on Netflix yes. and a fortnight before it, it was pulled and still hasn't appeared anywhere. Still hasn't yet, appeared so anywhere. It's very strange. But, yeah, but I, so yeah, look, I don't want to get, I don't want to, you know, get hoisted by my own petard here by offering opinions that I don't really know about, but I, I'm not 100% sure that we're getting it at all. Yeah, there certainly has been no indication of that. Yeah, you wish they'd make up their minds. James, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, as ever, James Dempsey there. The three shows, just to repeat them, Gaslit, new episodes every Sunday on Stars Play. Uh, the Staircase, new episodes every Sunday on Sky Atlantic and Now TV. And uh, the reunion of season five of Selling Sunset, uh, which is available now on Netflix. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break after that. Undiagnosed dyslexia. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.